Welcome back to the Her Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Mel, and this is episode number 12. It was Father's Day yesterday, and I'm going to assume that you did one of two things. You either spent time with your dad, really, and maybe not your dad, but maybe your family, and really indulged and celebrated the man and his legacy, or you just took it as any other Sunday. Now, I don't have a particularly close relationship with my dad, so he, we also don't live in the same area, so it makes it a little difficult to celebrate things like Father's Day. Um, But it was very interesting, or I find days like these really interesting to witness. Every single one of us has a different relationship with the masculine or male figure in our lives. And either they're here or they're not here. You're close with them. You're not close with them. The dynamic shifts and change. It might even change between siblings. And I just think it's a really cool thing to observe. Now, obviously, these sorts of days often also bring up a little bit of tension and friction. You know, yes, it's a hallmark holiday. Yes, it's something that we should be celebrating all year round. We shouldn't just have a particular day to celebrate the person. But it's also an opportunity for us to just practice that it is different for everyone and being totally okay with that. That if somebody really wants to be mad and angry, to let them be If somebody really wants to put their dad on a pedestal and celebrate all that they were in their life to let them be, and that it actually has nothing to do with us. So that is my little two cents on Father's Day and not what I intend on spending the whole episode talking about. Um, The conversation that I want to have today is around energy. And it's not the first time that I've brought this up. I actually did a workshop in the Barossa a couple of months ago on energy and confidence. And it's something I'm quite passionate about. But I was having a conversation with a client this morning around, she said it was ironic. The more she ate and started looking after herself, the more energy she had and the more energy energy she then had to put into planning her next meal and where her nutrients were coming from, which also gave her energy. And it was this cycle of energy rather than this cycle of fatigue and frustration. So I want to talk today on energy and using energy to our advantage, understanding energy as an advantage and not having it be this elusive thing that kind of dwindles after the age of 30. Look, I'm not arguing that point exactly, but I also don't think we give it a lot of attention to even bring it into life after 30. Says the girl that likes to be in bed by 8.30 every night. (laughs) I think one of the most the biggest problem we have with energy is just thinking that it owes us something and that it should just always be there. That if we are sleeping and we're eating and we have a to-do list that all three of them should just automatically match up. Um, Or if, you know, we take one rest day or we reduce our tasks by a certain amount that all of a sudden there's enough room there to do all the things that we want to do with the zest that we want to do them with. 
but it's just not the case. And whether we want to believe it or not, we live fucking busy lives, really fucking busy lives. And you know what? Some some people might say that that's a trauma response and this is not my area of expertise, so we're not going to go down that road. I'm here to talk about energy and the basics of it, but just even admitting that life is fucking busy is step number one. And so when we look at this fucking busy life, what are we putting back in it to feel energized? Energy isn't something that's always there. You know, you have to constantly refill your car with fuel. You have to constantly service it at regular intervals. It's not just something that is finite. And it is the same with us. If we don't regularly service ourselves, take that as you will and give us energy and put things into us again, take that as you will, then it's not going to be there for us to access. And this, the where this also becomes a big problem is long-term health. If we don't look after our health for the, in the present, then we're not going to have health into aging. And I think part of the reason that coaching is so prominent in the 30 and 40 year old age bracket is because we're starting to see our parents age and what stress and not looking after ourselves actually leads to. So let's talk about energy for ourselves. Where does it come from? If somebody had to ask you that and put a multiple choice question down in front of you, A was sleep, B was food, C was sunlight, and D was all of the above, could you answer it? Could you answer it with confidence? The answer is, of course, D. And it's not as simple as it may seem. So I'm going to start talking through the three components that I just mentioned. But I want you to know, first and foremost, that this is A, generalized advice. B, I am not a medical practitioner. And C, they all have to work together to produce energy. This isn't something that you focus on one thing and boom, all of a sudden your little miss energized bunny. It has to come in a dance together. So let's talk about sleep. Sleep is amazing. And I think I just spoke about this on a previous episode. I'm actually interviewing a sleep expert in the next fortnight. So we will deep dive into all of the things that happen with sleep there. But what I want to talk about when it comes to sleep and energy is sleep is your body's chance to reboot and rebuild. So essentially, we still need energy to one, get us off to a deep restorative night's sleep. We need energy to make sure we feel safe when we sleep. And we need energy to make sure that when we are sleeping, our body is able to use the nutrients and vitamins and all of the wonderful things to do the jobs that it needs to do while we are sleeping. Sleep isn't just there to 
reboot our batteries and give us life during the day. Sleep is just an as important job as going to the gym and lifting weights. Sleep is just as important as servicing your car or doing the groceries. It is a job. It has a role in all of our being. The second component with the second question in the multiple choice answer was food. Now, again, one, coffee is not a meal. And two, it's not as simple as I eat food, I have energy. Or I eat healthy, so I should have energy. Your body and how your energy is throughout the day is a pretty good indicator as to one, how much food you should and shouldn't be eating. And again, I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but just telling me that you eat enough food isn't actually enough. Your body needs a certain amount of protein, carbohydrates, and fats for it to do its job. Now, protein got some big ass hype when bodybuilding became fashionable, let's just say. Um, But believe it or not, protein does more for the body than just muscle. Good quality animal protein helps with your hair, skin, and nails. It helps with the rejuvenation of every single cell in your body. So when you are finding that you're not, your body isn't doing what it's supposed to, that's one of the questions that you can ask yourself around food is, am I getting enough protein to even let it do its job for it to get the nutrients and building blocks that it needs to do its job. Carbohydrates, the body's primary energy source. It's really popular at the moment to minimize your carb- our carbohydrates, to minimize our grains, to minimize our fruits, to minimize all of to sugars, to just remove the body's primary energy source isn't an act of being healthy. Removing carbohydrates from your diet without understanding how the body wants to work and how it wants to be fueled is not a long-term game plan when it comes to your health and having more energy. Your body wants to use carbohydrates as fuel and When we remove them, we start to see a breakdown of our digestion, of our skin, of our joint health, and it can lead us to a really scary place also around food and our relationship with it. The other thing we obviously need in our lives is fat, and fat is probably the easiest thing to get into our life. Um, It's almost the other end. We sort of have to watch one, the type that we're eating and how much of it. But generally, if it comes from an animal source or um, wholesome source, we can give it the green light. The third equation into our energy is sunlight. And it's really hard. This episode is being recorded in September, the fifth day of spring. And I am craving sunshine. We have had very little sunshine in South Australia for the last couple of months over winter, and I have noticed it considerably. 
Now, if we look way back when, before electricity was a thing, we had to move with the daylight hours. We got up with the sun. We went to bed with the sun because there wasn't much else we could do around it. Except now that we have artificial light, we can do all the things all the time. And again, we've kind of completely started to ignore the fact that perhaps the sun also rejuvenates us. What's that saying? You know, we're basically a houseplant. Make sure you get your sunlight and stay hydrated. We're not far off from the truth there. So then when you use all three of these things together, sleep, food, and sunshine, how how do we know where the energy is meant to be coming in? How do we know where the energy is leaking out? How do we even know how to balance these things? The thing I want you to start thinking about here is, or this is an analogy that I use with my clients, and it is a fire analogy. Now, if you have ever lit a fire, you know that you just can't shove a whole heap of logs on and throw a match on it, have it do its thing. We have to find some kindling. We have to get some embers going. We put some sticks on. We put some smaller logs on. And then once it's really nice and warm, we put the big ones on. So it's this process of building and it's this process of understanding the size of the sticks. It's understanding where the heat is. It's understanding where the oxygen's coming in. You know, there are all these components to lighting a really good fire and our energy is no different. So again, I don't know when the last time you lit a fire was, but it's also not something that you can just light and walk away and have it do its thing. It it needs a bit of attention in the beginning. And when we are building our relationship with energy and when we're building our relationship with ourselves, it is exactly the same. We have to understand if we're in the kindling process. We have to understand if we've just started to put some more logs on. We have to understand where the oxygen is and we have to understand if it is time for us to walk away and let us do its thing or if it deserves a little bit more attention. We really have come to a place with our body that we just think it is there to do the work for us without us giving anything back. We are so lucky to have the knowledge and the education that we do today. It is up to us to be able to give back to it. The other thing that I want to talk about in terms of building energy is energy leakages and where it might go, so to speak. The biggest thing when it comes to those energy leakages, energy leakages that I see in my clients and myself is general decision making. Now, you're probably thinking, yes, Mel, it'd be really nice if we could just have someone come in and make all the decisions for us, make all the food for us, plan our exercise, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not talking about hiring a personal assistant by all means. If it is in your means, go for it. But I'm talking about being confident with your decision making. So if you are someone who actively wants to ignore 
your sleep habits, your food habits, your exercise habits, then one, I don't think you're going to be listening to this podcast. But two, that is a decision that you have made and you have to be okay with it. Move on. You then don't get to come back and complain about those things. Whereas if you're someone who's starting to really learn what this relationship with yourself looks like, what the relationship with energy looks like, then it gets frustrating and overwhelming constantly making decisions and deciding what the right decision is for you. So what I mean in terms of the energy leakages in decision-making, we have to recognize that we're not always going to make the right choice. We're not always going to make the right choice for the people around us. We're not going to make the right choice in terms of the longevity of things. But what we do have to decide is that we are making a decision for our health. And so what we do with that is, say, for example, you have started a new exercise program, you've decided that you're going to start fueling your body. And let's be honest, we're coming into spring. We're really picking up with social activities and you're getting really overwhelmed as to, you know, what your friends are going to think if you're drinking or not drinking or eating or not eating. That decision comes down to you going, okay, cool. I have made a decision to improve the relationship with myself and my energy. And right now that means that drinking and eating foods that I'm not comfortable with don't come into that equation. So that is a decision that you have just made and then you're okay with it. It is as simple as that. It's also as simple as if you decide then to go out and you've made this decision not to eat and drink foods that you're not comfortable with but you get caught up in the moment and things happen and all of a sudden you find yourself drinking and the next morning you have a hangover. And I'm not talking about too many glasses of bubbles. I'm talking about the guilt hangover you've had from quote unquote ruining a good thing. What I want you to think about is all the connections that you made that night before. I want you to think about all the memories that you made. I want you to think about all of the good things that happened from those decisions and let that go. Not the, not the good decisions, just the, the guilt of it. My good friend, Dave Nixon says that there is no bandwagon. There is only priorities and education. And if you are someone who has been craving social interaction because it has been a cold, dark winter, then maybe that was your priority. But it doesn't mean that you have made a dent on your health because you chose or you went back on a decision that you made. So just because I feel like I am rambling all over the place, let's do a little recap. So how do we think about energy? We need energy from a multitude of or multiple sources. We need energy from our sleep. We need energy to sleep. We need energy from the food that we eat. We also need energy to digest the food that we're eating. We need energy from sunlight and movement. And all of these things need to be thought about as a dance with each other that is constantly moving, not just focusing on one aspect over the other. 
The other place that energy sometimes disappears is in our decision fatigue. And our ability to make confident decisions, one, helps when we're feeling energized, but it also comes from understanding what's good for you. So I really hope that I haven't overcomplicated this idea of energy. And if I have, I would love to hear your questions on it. And I would love to hear what part in particular spoke out to you. But this is definitely a topic that I'm going to keep talking on because I truly believe that once you understand your relationship with yourself and your relationship with energy, you really can use this to your advantage. So that is it for another episode. I have two guests booked in for next week. So you're not going to have to listen to me by yourself, by myself for much longer. I'd love to know if you have anyone that you want me to interview. I have a couple of people on my list, um, but if you're listening to this and you have someone in particular you want me to interview, I would love to hear who that is. So until next time, thank you again for listening and I'll be back.